Welcome to the Social Minute Podcast and what's the Social Network Minute by Minute. Today we're going to be covering Minute number 77, which goes from 1 hour 16 to 1 hour 16.59. And we start with Dustin Moskovitz's puzzled reaction to the Marlin and the Trout, where he's like, what's he talking about? Uh, and then Mark lays out his plan, which is he's going to recruit two interns and then they're going to go to California. Uh, we get a shot of Eduardo walking down the corridor towards the CS lab, which lasts for about 30 seconds. It's a good portion of this minute is just Eduardo walking. Uh, something which David Fincher has done a lot in this film is follow someone as they walk somewhere. Um, and he's doing it so we can get the reveal of the noise because we hear this noise coming from the distance. Eduardo opens the door and we see... Uh, you know, a bunch of people basically, uh, I don't know, doing coding stuff. <laughs> and uh, Mark then explains to Eduardo. Uh, Dustin kind of yells Eduardo as he sees him come in. Um, he goes over to Mark and he asks, what's going on? Um, and then he, <laughs> he says, and I'm going to attempt, you know, to kind of do this justice. They have 10 minutes to get root access to a Python web server, expose its SSL encryption, and then intercept all traffic over its secure port. And of course, Eduardo sums it up by saying, they're hacking. <laughs> um, and, then, and then there's a whole thing that, that Mark explains um, that they're going to have to basically, you know, hacking is meant to be stealth. So uh, anytime the server detects an intrusion, and that is where he finishes his explanation of what's going on. And joining me to talk about today is Joff. Hello, Joff. Hi, thanks for having me back. Yeah, so most of this minute, to be honest with you, is Eduardo walking. Um, you know, it's I, I think actually, like, you know, the fact that there's a lot of walking shots in this film is by choice. David Fincher obviously likes to follow characters as they enter certain situations uh, or exit certain situations. So obviously we start the, you know, basically the, I don't know, 10th minute of this film is just... Mark Zuckerberg in a sulk for three minutes walking across campus um, with the purpose of demonstrating that he's walking in a sulk while everyone else around him is having fun. Uh, and I think this is kind of a similar here. We're, we're, it's not that anyone's in a sulk, but we're, we're kind of... Eduardo is curious because he's been told by Mark he's interviewing, you know, interns at 10 tomorrow in the CS lab. And I think... I love I love Jesse Eisenberg's delivery of get on board with this man. <laughs> it's, it's like his kind of declaration that, you you know, this is what he's doing. You've got no choice. Um, of course, you know, later on, he'll be a bit calmer and he'll ask Eduardo for some money. So, <laughs> so you know, the kind of get on board is, is conditional on some more money. Um, and then, of course, uh, you know, we see Eduardo and... Uh, in the script, it's described as Eduardo steps through the double doors, stops for a moment as he hears the odd sound, raucous cheering from a crowd that's gathering in one of the classrooms. Uh, Eduardo walks down to the classrooms, opens the door and walks into, and then it says 60 or so students are in semicircle, five and six deep, cheering the contestants for the internship. All the desks in the room have been moved to the sides with five desks with laptops set up in the middle, which is how it is set up in the actual film. So... Uh, they followed his direction. Uh, next to the laptop is a shot glass filled with Jack Daniels. Dustin's holding a watch and Mark is walking slowly back and forth between the five interviewees who are intensely typing at their keyboards. Sorry about that. My dog just burst into the room. He likes to join the podcast <laughs> no. whenever he has the opportunity. So everybody say hi to Jack. And <laughs> since since this minute is a little bit lighter on dialogue, since a big chunk of it is taken up, as you said, by Eduardo sulking and walking down the hall, I thought it might be a good opportunity to ask you a question that I had, if you don't mind me flipping the script on you a little bit. Yeah, sure, no problem. So one Go of the it. reasons, besides just 
interest in this movie specifically that I was excited to record with you is I've just noticed that you have made some really interesting choices in what podcasts you've been involved with, either as a host or as a producer, just, you know, not the genre mainstays that that kind of got this movies by minute machine rolling along. And so we we mentioned briefly on Monday, your, your prolific you know, Prince track by track podcast, but do you want to kind of tell the listeners kind of a little bit of your your process on on how you pick a project you know everything from something that is so such a big part of the cultural zeitgeist like the social network to you know a talking cat so so how do you choose i uh i didn't choose a talking cat this is the i mean we're almost i think as this episode goes up we're very close to the anniversary of the start of the project for a talking cat which was um the flop house uh, which is a podcast that cover bad movies did an episode on a talking mm-hmm. cat uh which ha- which has a certain amount of ex- like exclamation points and question marks at the end that i'm not going to inflect because I, I didn't do that when the podcast was going on so i'm not going to do it now um and uh, during well, like the episode was uploaded and in the facebook group for that particular podcast one of the hosts said this movie is so crazy, it could sustain a Star Wars-style minute-by-minute podcast. Mm. Um, and somebody else, like, a couple of days later, in a separate post, said, should we do this? To, you know, to the whole group, basically. Um, you know, should should we do the, a minute-by-minute about this film? Uh, because a lot of people in the group had seen the film before um, the episode was posted. And, you know, when when it was announced that... Um, you know, they they were going to cover it. Every, you know, a lot of people in that group were very excited about it because they'd been waiting for it to be covered because it had been, you know, I think the film had come out in like the February of that year. So people who'd seen it had kind of been waiting for about six months. Uh, Nathan Rabin on uh, the AV Club had written an article about how it was the room of children's movies. Um, and that was kind of what pushed, you know, the Flophouse to cover it. Um, there'd been a number of kind of people online who'd kind of covered it. Uh, one of the people who covered it online is a guy called Eric. Um, and he did like a Tumblr where he kind of start, didn't go through it minute by minute, but kind of went through the whole film and described what happens in it and was kind of puzzled as to what was going on. He was later a guest on that podcast as well, um, for, for a couple of minutes. Yeah. So, um, and the, the film critic, uh, William Bibiani as well, he was on a minute as well because he talked about it on like Twitter and stuff. And, you know, once he knew the podcast was a thing, he'd kind of sent someone a message and said, can I be a guest? And so we had him on for like a minute and, um, and even uh, Stuart, who was the person who suggested the Minute by Minute podcast, we had him on as a guest for a couple of minutes as well. Um, so obviously he'd already covered it for the Flophouse, but then we made him cover specific minutes of the film <laughs> that he just like, couldn't understand. You put us up to this, buddy, so you got to come on and be a guest. Now. Yeah. Well, that was it. We were, you know, um, and that was kind of like about, I don't know, a week after that was suggested, I created a Facebook group that was specifically for that. And a bunch of people who'd said, yes, I want to do something to do with this. You know, I invited them all to that Facebook group um, because I was friends with a lot of people from that group anyway. So, you know, I just basically sent out an invite of about 30 or 40 people and then they started inviting other people. And, it was, you know, the group was about 80, 83, 84 people in that group. Um, and then within that group, people were like, what, you know, what do you want to do? Who wants to be a host? Who wants to be a guest? 
who, you know, like the current minute by minute kind of structure, you know, that exists now wasn't there. There wasn't a whole thing where people could, you know, say what minutes they want and all that kind of stuff. It just didn't exist. Um, this was literally, I, th I think if, if, I mean, if I'm served, if I'm remembering correctly, I think we were like the fourth or fifth minute movies by minute podcast. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, we might. Yeah. Cause this was, this was like uh, November, 2000, uh, 2015. 2014 no 2014 it was november 2014 so that was before back to the future minute before you know so many other you know minutes other than other than the big lebowski one and the, the star wars minutes those were the ones that had come before that was this was lit and it should i should also mention that the flop house uh, hosts had been guests on the star wars minute a few times as well um and while we while we were making that as well somebody had said oh by the way i mentioned that you know, I mentioned this to the host of the Star Wars Minute when I spoke to them the other day, and they think you're crazy. And I was like, well, that's just weird. Uh, and for the final episode, we interviewed the writer of A Talking Cat, um, and that got us onto the AV Club's Podmas, um, where they rec where they basically recommended <laughs> the podcast, which is kind of weird. Um, so, I but on that, I was like, other people were meant to be the editor. But out of sheer necessity, I just ended up like I said, I, there's about four or five people who'd volunteered to be editors, like on the, the spreadsheet of like things that people wanted to do. Someone had volunteered to do the artwork. Someone had volunteered to do like the intro, all all these different things. And a, a bunch of people had volunteered to the editor. And then when I spoke to all those people, like I messaged all those people saying, oh, we, you know, we've recorded. I think we'd recorded about 15 episodes. I was like, we recorded 15 episodes. Do you want to have access to the files so you can start editing them? And all of them were like, we're too busy. <laughs> um, yeah. Which, you know, I understood, you know, people got busy. So I was like, well, if we want this thing to, to start, then first of all, I'm going to have to figure out how to upload a podcast because I had no idea how to do that. Um, and then also I'm going to have to figure out how to edit a podcast because I'm going to have to be the editor now. Um, and so that's what I did. There were a couple of people who were guests who were also like, they wanted to edit stuff. So we're like, do, they were like, do you mind if I edit the episode I'm hosting? And I was like, go ahead. You know, it, it'll give me like two days off from editing, you know? Um, and so once, once I, once I done, like, basically I just kind of ended up being the editor mostly on that. And I was only a guest on like four episodes. And then I was like the host for like one episode. And that was just purely by accident. Um, and then there was someone who was in the the group for a talking cast and they had seen the boy next door at the cinema uh the j-lo classic and they'd mentioned how crazy that film was uh, in particular there's a scene where someone says that they have found a first edition of the iliad and they give it to uh the j-lo's character and it's like that well that's that's bonkers there's no such thing as a first edition of the oh, so that doesn't make that doesn't make yeah exactly so um so she it's funny because um the, per the person who basically kind of was enthusiastic about this film she's now i'm gonna say relatively famous she's quite famous on twitter um and you know she she now like interviews celebrities for vulture and stuff so you know she's done really well which i fully understand because she's really talented uh, and she was a great guest i was lucky to have her as a guest for just one episode and who was that sorry uh natalie Walker. okay she, uh, she she's on she's on twitter as n walks um and she uh, she's I, the, I think the most viral thing she did was uh the alto part of all i want for christmas is you uh, where it's just a video of her doing like kind of the the harmony part without the main melody. So you know, 
Um, but she also does. A, she's you know she's an actress. She's a she's a great singer as well. She's got you know so it, she's just a really good person. And she had seen that film and she was like, it's it's crazy. Everything in it is crazy. Somebody gets stabbed in the eye with an epipen. Uh, an engine ah. block gets dropped on someone's head. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there was. And so for that, I was like, I, you know, I, I said to the, the group, I said, oh, this this film sounds crazy. I went and saw it at the cinema myself. And as I was sitting there, I was like, well, this is, you know, this is an episode. And then this is an episode. <laughs> and, then, and then by the time I got to the end of the film, I was like, yeah, this is definitely like 100 episodes of a minute by minute podcast. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I suggested to the group, should we do this? And they were enthusiastically on board. About half the people who did a talking cast came back for the cast next door. And then also we gained, you know, new people because they'd heard a talking cast and they wanted to kind of take part. Um, and for a talking cast, I did three episodes a week and I mixed it up in terms of hosts and guests because nothing happens in that film. So you couldn't have five episodes in a row hosted by one person because it would drive you insane. <laughs> um, but with the, with, the, with, the, with the boy next door, it was a bit more kind of... You know, I gave four episodes to, to I had like, I think, six hosts to start off with. So I gave each of them a week and I gave them a couple of guests each. And then they went and recorded their minutes. And then those came back to me. And then, you know, uh, in the middle of the film, there's like 12 minutes. And I was the host for all of those. And I basically interviewed I had. Well, I sorry, I had as my guests all the people who'd been on it up until that point. Um, and then I also I had like bonus episodes each week as well where I, I I spoke to somebody because obviously if you're only in the first four minutes, you don't get to talk about any of the craziness from the end of the right. film. Um, so I was like, well, I'll do a bonus episode with the new people who are just joining this project, and I will ask them at the end of each week, you know, questions about what they think about the film overall, so they at least get a chance to kind of give their full opinion of what happens in the whole film. Um, and then you know, uh, for that I was the host for. I know 16 17 episodes something like that um and as that was finishing you know I posted on Facebook I was like you know it's those those two projects were fun but they weren't really films that I picked you know they were films that I kind of fell into and I thought was amusing but they you know they were bad films and so I I just said well does anyone want to talk about clueless you know it's a it's a film that I've loved since like the first time I saw it and I've watched tons of times since and you know, it's a good film. So, so oh, you know, excellent choice. Yeah, rather than talking about a bad film for a hundred episodes, let's talk about a good film for a hundred mm-hmm. episodes. Uh, and I made myself the host of like the first seven minutes, just so I could, because there was ninety-seven episodes. So to make the weeks balance out, I was like, I'll do the first seven, and then after that, you know, I I passed you know passed the baton to other people, but then I returned a couple of times myself as host. So I ended up hosting 27 episodes of that you know which was the majority but yeah so and as as that was finishing then there was you know i i've always been a big fan of arrested development and you know i thought well now i've hosted you know a lot of episodes well not a lot but you know enough episodes to kind of know that i i don't mind being a host um i i was like well who wants to talk about arrested development and you know for the first couple of seasons i got a lot of people signing up for seasons three and four it was a little hard to get people to sign Mm, up yeah and for season five which i'm recording at the moment it's been very difficult to get people to be guests but you know uh those will be going out very soon but yeah so i i like i then started that podcast um and in between uh i i also started producing a podcast called stage of fools uh, which is about the television show the royals which was on e 
um, which did four seasons, I think, four seasons. Uh, you know, there was a couple of people who who I'd met through doing those podcasts, um, who one of whom was very enthusiastic about the show. And so I said to her, well, you know, do you want to do a podcast about it? Because I watched the show as well. And I was like, this show's insane. It really deserves like, you know, a podcast to kind of talk about how crazy it is. Um, and so she ended up being the host uh, with, a you know, another guy that we'd had met through um, those Facebook groups and through those podcasts as well. And basically they kind of hosted and then we had a few guests and occasionally I was a guest, but I basically just edited that one. Um, and then, like you say, I, I did... I did the Prince podcast for like two years because I was a big fan of Prince, um, you know, but my, like with Clueless and Arrested Development and Prince, it was just things that I like that I was just like, I, I really want to do, you know, I want to do, I can't, I'm not going to like write a guidebook to those things, you know, <laughs> so it's just a lot easier for me to do a podcast about them, um, you know, and with the Royals and, you know, Cast Next Door and a Talking Cast, it was just kind of, you know the those being kind of kind of crazy things that demanded some kind of you know attention um and kind of made interesting podcasts um so that that's kind of why i chose them and then what i've been doing the minute by minute stuff i also i i saw the title um how to lose a guy in 10 days and i thought i wonder if we could just do that in 10 episodes rather than you know 118 episodes <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I came up with the podcast how to lose a guy in 10 episodes and i didn't host any of those episodes i returned to my editing roots and i just asked other people to be guests um, and i ended up with i think 33 people kind of took part in that project and just kind of hosted they just kind of did their... I basically didn't give them any of them any kind of real guidance other than, you know, an intro and an outro. And they just kind of talked about, you know, a te- one-tenth of that film. Um, and then I put all ten episodes of of, the, of that up on one single day um, uh, as if it were, like, I don't know, like a Netflix show or something, like, so people could binge that podcast. So you can binge, right? Yeah. <laughs> so on the 29th of December last year, I just basically put all four episodes, all ten episodes out in one like 12 hour period so that people could just listen along if they wished. Um, and then recently as a bonus in the middle of this podcast, I did seven in seven, which was taking the film seven into seven, uh, pieces, mostly around the murders. Um, mm-hmm. but really there's only six parts you can do about the murders, uh, without spoiling anything. And so I included like the opening titles and the opening murder as one section. And then, um, yeah, so I think that's all of my podcasts. I can't remember if there's anything else. Um, uh, and I will be returning to Prince track by track, but instead of talking about Prince, I'm going to talk about Stevie Wonder. Um, oh, nice! And his nice. classic period, because you know he did a lot of he did he, from like seventy one to seventy six. He did like I don't know, like five, six amazing albums, one after the other. And it's kind of crazy because you look at it now and you're like, it's weird that this one person had that much talent and just basically spent half a decade just putting out some of the best music ever made in the middle of, you know, everything that was going on and kind of didn't follow trends. Like he didn't put any kind of like disco stuff out. He didn't put any, I guess you could say he put funk stuff out, but like he wasn't really following any of the trends that were around him at the time. He just kind of did his own music and, uh, and it's kind of amazing to, to see that. So I guess you could, you could count that as a different podcast if you wanted to, but I'm going to be putting it out under Prince track by track. Um, So yeah, I think that brings me to like nine podcasts or something like that. If you want to count it, as a separate podcast but you know i personally don't um but yeah it's the choices have mostly been either i've fallen into it 
or something that I really liked. So, so it was just kind of two extremes of accidentally becoming a podcaster and deliberately picking a subject that I enjoy. Well, it's quite the catalog. And I guess that brings us to this podcast and yeah. back to the minutes that we're talking about. It's, yeah. You gave a little bit what you... I thought that you gave really accurate sounding reenactment of that, that hacker speak. Yeah. And I was curious. I don't know if you know, because I don't know anything about hacking or computer programming at all. So is this, is this real what he's describing or is it gibberish? I think from what I can tell, it's definitely real. I mean, when he says that it's behind a firewall emulator, that kind of makes sense. Um, okay. I, and then he, I mean... Actually, that does make sense to me. Yeah, we, we finished we finished the end, kind of towards the end, where he says every tenth line of code written, they have to drink a shot. Um, and hacking is supposed to be stealth, so any time the server detects an intrusion, and that's, unfortunately, yeah, that's where this minute finishes, we'll kind of get more into the, the gibberish tomorrow. Um, but what he's describing up top, where he talks about them trying to get access to a Python web server you know kind of makes sense you know they've you know python is a particular um language um and it is generally used more on the internet so so it kind of makes sense to me you know python web server that's that sounds good ssl is just the uh i think the, the middle s means socket uh, but basically it's just the the way that you link to the encryption it's like the little kind of lock that's in the corner of most web pages um you know so i i think the thing is some of obviously aaron sorkin you know known for doing a lot of research i have a feeling some of this is not been written being written by aaron sorkin i think this is somebody somebody else has kind of come on board and said this is what i would do if i was going to hire somebody to okay you know that's that's what it, and I, I, you know once we get into the stuff t- more tomorrow it, it doesn't feel like it's a serious test because obviously <laughs> um eduardo will kind of take issue with that in tomorrow's movie mm-hmm. um but yeah, yeah it's it, true this is mostly what? kind of scene setting for what we're going to get into in the next couple of minutes and, you know, before they actually go to California. Um, basically, he's put something in a folder on a website and they have to try to get into that folder. That is, <laughs> and every time they program lines of code to get into that folder, pop-ups come up to stop them from doing it. And that's pretty much... Oh, okay. Okay. See, it, it's not it's not such gibberish when you break it down like, bit <laughs> by bit like that. I think the reason that it read as gibberish to me is it's just, it's too much too fast. And once, once that first wave of things that are over my head crashes over me, my brain just shuts down and it's like, Nope, does not make sense. I don't understand what you're talking about. This is, is a complete foreign language to me, but I I'm really wondering if a lot of your listeners are, tech savvy and they're thinking like who doesn't know what a python web server <laughs> oh my god who is this dude you got as a guest uh I, I, d- I don't know i don't know that we're attracting programmers who listen to podcasts uh, Ed- <laughs> eduardo calls him out though because he says you know i don't understand anything you just said right like he, he literally and mark goes i, I do know that and I like the right. fact he doesn't say something like, I know that. He says, I do know that. Like, and the way that Jesse Eisenberg delivers it, it's like he's kind of almost said all those words deliberately to bamboozle Eduardo. Um, right. It's like a deliberate thing. 
uh, again, probably just Mark showing off a little bit, you know, I, to any other buddy, anybody else, he probably would have dumbed it down just a little bit, even though he knows Eduardo doesn't understand um, programming. And I think, again, that's a, that's a thing that's meant to hint at why Eduardo doesn't deserve the money that he sues Facebook for is because he doesn't mm. understand what Facebook actually is. Um, so, you know, in the previous minute, the contra- you know, the question was, what does Sean Parker bring to the table? And, you know, the question that will be brought up as we go on from, you know, pretty much the rest of the film, kind of the next half hour is, what does Eduardo bring to the table, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, uh, it certainly isn't programming. Uh, that's probably like that. And, you know, obviously programmers were kind of the main the main thing that they're, they're hiring. That's why they've got two interns. You know, there's two spots for the interns that are trying out here is because he wants programmers. He doesn't want more Eduardos. Um, he doesn't need any more business majors working for the company, basically. It, it's quite true, but we also know what Mark brings to the table, which is just being a gigantic jerk and absolutely the worst friend. He, <laughs> he seems so insufferable. Can you imagine if if this was your best friend and and they were constantly talking down to you and condescending and saying things that they know full well you that you don't understand just so you have to say i don't understand what you're talking about ugh yeah uh is there anything else that needs to be covered in this minute uh i think most of the kind of hacking stuff is is really in tomorrow's minute uh like i say this was this was mostly eduardo walking <laughs> and getting into it, the room you know it's mostly eduardo eduardo walking i just had one note that you you described how he is walking and he can hear like that little intern party going on. I really like the sound design of it's kind of a little quiet hubbub. And then as he gets closer and closer, that the volume builds. And then when they cut to him going walking through the door, then it's at like that full volume. So I thought it really pulled you into that moment where you're just kind of walking down the hall and you're in your funk and then, Hey, what, what is, what's that? What's, Oh man, some, someone's had a party in there. What's going on? And so <laughs> I liked how that they designed. Yeah. That. And, and the thing is, well, he said to him, you know, come to the, come get on board, you know, and Edward is doing that. You know, he's, he, he could have not gone to this, this kind of, you know, this interview, uh, in inverted quotes, he could have he could have sat it out and just said, "Okay, you know, do whatever mm. you want." But he actually turns up, and you know, uh, that's why obviously Dustin is ex- you know exclaims Eduardo as he walks in the room <laughs> to get his attention. It's almost as if he's a little surprised that he came. Um, but I think Mark kind of knew that Eduardo would have to like he couldn't not kind of come. You know, he, he he's on board with Facebook, so you know he 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 has to kind of show up at least. Uh, but I think the fact that Eduardo does show up, you know, shows that he was committed to the company. It shows that he's not he's not just kind of going to walk away and let somebody else kind of, um, you know, get their hooks in. Um, you know, he's he's actually willing to kind of kind of go to this thing, see what's happening and kind of participate just a little bit. Even if he has no idea what on earth Mark is talking about, he's still willing to show up at the lab um, and, you know, kind of observe it just a little bit. Um, but we'll talk more about that tomorrow. Uh, the question for Tuesday is, when did you join Facebook? Actually, I joined Facebook in August 2009. So that means as we're recording this, I just celebrated my 10th anniversary. I've been in the game for 10 years now. <laughs> yes, it's, I, think, I think I've been on there like 12 years, something like that. So, And it's, it's kind of crazy because, um, you know, on my Facebook memories, there's a lot of people that I've been friends with on Facebook 
probably since the day I started. And I have a feeling that day was in the last few weeks because there's been a few times where it's been like, you know, you've been friends with this person for 12 years mm-hmm. on Facebook. And I'm like, I think that was from the first day that I joined that I made friends yes. with those people. Um, so it's not just my anniversary, but also my friend anniversary with these people uh, that like Facebook likes to remind you of constantly. So I'm surprised you haven't had like a, a little video from Facebook telling you, thank you for being here. Oh, I did get that video. I have yep. a habit of... Oh, you, there we go. Yep. So, <laughs> well, that fortunate it came before we recorded, so it could remind you exactly how long you've been on there. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. So, well, then uh, let us go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug? Um, so, I am in pre-production um, for Joe versus a Minute. It's a minutes by minute podcast about Joe versus the volcano. So, Tierney and I are going to be covering that 1990 Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan fairy tale one minute at a time. And we're on Twitter and Instagram at Joe versus Minute. And you can find us on MySpace at myspace.com slash the social minute or on Twitter at social underscore minute or on Facebook at the social minute podcast. Thanks so much, Wolf, for being my guest here today. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to tomorrow. Oh, 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 oh,